Welcome to the Big Dog Random Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we got cut off because I didn't know how long the show was, but man, this story was getting deep and uh, we got we to gotta do a part two, so I got Mike back on. What's up, Mike? You there? I'm here, brother. How you doing this evening? Man, dude, I've been, I've been, I've been getting messages all day about the show, all day, and I mean it's still going strong. And everybody's just like, man, they want to hear more. I mean, we left them hanging. I mean, it kind of worked out. We, I thought I lost the show, you know, because it, it was recording. All of a sudden, it just stopped, and I had no idea what was going on. I mean, obviously, I, I guess you can only do an hour and some change. But what, what we did get on, uh, man, it seemed to touch a lot of people. You know, the message that you had. I mean, I was just getting messages all day, questions all day. Hey, I was getting phone calls. It was incredible, man. I didn't think, uh, I mean, I, I knew it was a good story, but, you know, I didn't think it was going to take off like that, especially, you know, I haven't really put the put the show out, but I decided I was going to do it for for your show, and uh, it took off. Uh, <laughs> the list, it, it got listened to a bunch of times. Uh, I started getting more people uh subscribing to my channel it just kind of blew up man and I, I i gotta thank you for that oh you're welcome dude i'm glad people uh was tuning into that uh show and it did cut us off a little bit but it, it cut us off at a pretty good place uh i pretty much had wrapped up you know talking about my little near-death experience thing i went through with my heart attack a few years back uh and of course we had touched on a number of cryptids and other things before we got into that conversation Mhm. Yeah, man. So let's uh let's continue where we left off. I believe you were talking uh um about how life was going after after the whole experience. You know, it seemed seemed like it wasn't going too good. But you know, being as humble as you are, you know, you just took it as you know and took it in strides. You know. Yeah, Made man, it's all of- good, bro. Every day's a blessing. I I ain't too worried about it, man. I just wake up happy or whatever. I'm just happy to be alive, as they say. Yeah, so I guess your whole point of view, your whole outlook on life changes, you know, especially after that, you know. You know, you said a lot of things that played back in my mind, you know. I kept thinking about stuff, and then I guess you got, like, a lot of people thinking the same same stuff, you know. We're We're all just so busy looking at our phones and like you know worried about our bank accounts and worried about the wrong things basically and you know nobody's really you know getting together anymore especially with all this uh corona stuff going on and people are starting to stray apart and you know to hear a message like that you know and and, and especially in this time where where there's a lot of anger and a lot of hate going around and you know that if something were to happen to you in that moment you know it probably wouldn't be very good you'd probably be going down to the right yeah you you wouldn't be feeling good about your decisions probably yeah you know you know and i thought about what what you were saying about the 
the birthday, you know, about the cake that uh, your neighbor had made you and how you just were yeah. really grateful for it. And that kind of hit a, that kind of hit a nerve with me, you know, how people do stuff for each other and, and nobody's really appreciative, you know, it's almost oh, like it's, man. It, it rubbed that in my face that night, man. all the little times that I just took things for granted or, or whatever. And, it just shoved it in my face, dude. Like, I felt bad about everything I ever did like that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's all about be being grateful, man. Appreciating. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, I, I guess in the part where you were talking about before you saw your mom, you had somebody touch you on the shoulder. Yeah, dude. Do you think... Uh, you think that was an angel kind of guiding you? Oh, yeah. I didn't elaborate too much on, like, each session because it would have took three hours to talk about the whole ordeal or whatever. So, yeah. So, like, I had the DMV, like, experience, like, where I was, like, felt real shameful when I didn't pull nothing out of my pockets, but a little bit of lint or whatever. And then uh, right. somebody tapped me on the shoulder and we went somewhere. And when we went to that place, I pretty much – feel like I was in the presence of God or whatever, you know, your spiritual, like the creator or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, uh, so like I did get a look at that person, uh, particularly when they were interfacing with the big bright light uh, that I think was like a divine entity. Uh, right. That person was a male and I got a pretty good look at the physical features of his face and everything. And he was dressed like in purple and he had a, like a gold light. He, he just had gold light around him. It wasn't as bright as like the deity thing where it was going on. Nothing like that. Right. But it was like that kind of a gold light. And I, I, I'm glad you asked if you think that was an angel or something because Big dog, after like looking into it a little bit afterwards, I'm pretty much sure that was the Archangel Michael. Really? Yeah. And I, and again, I like remind people, I think I was shown things in a way where I could understand them. And, you know, like, you know, loosely based on my Christian belief system that I kind of loosely follow. Uh, so that would have kind of played right into that. I didn't really realize that in real time. I just seen the person and knew they was really like important. I just knew they were really super important, but I couldn't tell you really why or anything like in real time. But later right. on, after kind of looking into it, I'll come to that conclusion. Wow. That's pretty interesting. You know, I kind of got a story about a gold light. Uh, I was in a, bad accident a couple years back and uh i was t-boned by a by a truck that ran a light i don't know if you remember that marauder the original one i had got yeah. t-boned i kind of remember yeah. that man that was a good while back yeah yeah and uh i got knocked out and i i i, I didn't have my seatbelt on which you know i know my bad but I just had a bad habit, always just getting in my car and driving off. And uh, 
I got knocked out when I got T-boned and uh, my head hit the uh, roof of the car and I, roof, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, crack, I got a herniated disc in my neck now, but when Dang. I woke up, when I woke up, there was this gold light that was fading away, you know, like after I was up, I was like, kind of, I was worried about all the change that had, uh, went everywhere. And I started picking up my change. I'm like, and I'm just stuck in, on the, on the sidewalk, you know, in that car. And, uh, yeah. And I'm picking up all the change. And then I started noticing glass everywhere. And then I'm picking up the change and blood starts dripping all over my hands. And I'm like, well, I thought my hands were bleeding, but it was coming from my face where the glass had hit me in the face. And stuff, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it wasn't as bad as it looked worse than what it really was, you know, because you got a lot of blood vessels in your face. And uh, uh, so you bleed a lot. And, and yeah, I was pulling glass out of my face and the paramedics were trying to stop me, of course, because they wanted to take me to the hospital and charge me a million dollars to do it. Right, yeah. But, yeah, when you said gold light, that kind of stuck out in my head. And my little sister, my younger sister, had a similar uh, – she was in a car accident, and she uh, remembers a gold light kind of fading, you know, when you know she was that, uh, Gold light is kind of a, a common recurrent theme and stuff like that. Right. I that. I mean, is it something in our brain that that does that, or I is know. I mean, that's the good Lord, you know, the good Lord taking care of us. You know, you got to believe that. I mean, I mean, listen to your story. I mean, it's very similar to a lot of uh, other people's story. You know, very similar. You know, the, it's like the same story, just a different, uh, you know, background or or area. You know, where everything happened. Um, yeah, because uh, I had an uncle that had a very similar story to what you told me, and uh, he he had got sick, right? Really sick with, with cancer, and uh, he was a very religious man. You know, he's he he pretty much lost faith for a while, you know, and I've known him all my life, and he's always been a a, a good guy, you know, always happy, always you know positive you know no matter what you know i'm over there helping him work on his car and you know it's broke down and it's gonna cost a lot of money to get it fixed but he still had a big great smile on his face oh well we'll get it done you know he right nothing really rattled him but when he got sick he kind of changed you know he 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 was angry at god he he didn't want anything to do with him you know he lost faith he and it was mad. really right yeah yeah He's, you know, and he, I was like, you know, what's, you know, I, I'm kind of a straight up person. I'll always ask you, hey, what's going on? What's wrong with you? Well, you know, why are you being like this? And I asked him and he's just like, I did everything I was supposed to. I went to church every, every Sunday. I went to the, you know, church during the week. I prayed all the time. I was faithful to my wife. I was good to my kids. I did everything I was supposed to. And now look what I look at what, look what happened to me. I'm sick. I'm dying. And uh, he, he told me he was just mad with God. He didn't want anything to do with it. He didn't want to pray no more. He didn't want anything to do with God. He didn't believe in him no more. So there was one night he was just sitting there in, in, in his room. And he was just thinking, you know, he was just so mad. 
He's like, I'm not going to pray. I don't want nothing to do with you. He said it was dark in his house. It was at night. And this gold light kind of came from the ceiling, almost like it was water or some sort of liquid form kind of dripped from the ceiling and it froze in the middle of the room. And uh, this is after he's like, I don't want nothing to do with you. Leave me alone, God. I don't want nothing to do with you. And then this happened. And and he's just kind of like, uh-oh, I know who this is. And uh, the light's like, come with me. And it took him to, uh, I believe it was, he described the same thing about uh, like a forest, but more of a mountain range. Right. Where you Where you go up into the mountain and everything's real beautiful going up and then headed down. It was real ugly and gnarly and dark. And, and he said he could smell everything and feel everything because uh, he was sick and he was dying, but he wasn't flatlined like you were. Right. So his, his, his experience was like just the whole, it's very similar but different, you know. It's kind of hard right, to explain, right. but and so uh, it took him down, down the mountain, and and he describes these uh, creatures, these monsters, these demons grabbing at him and and uh, you know snarling and making ugly noises and screaming, and you know he describes like people screaming and you know basically hell, you know, from what he described, right. And uh, these things are grabbing at him. He says he could feel their hands. He could, you know, the, this was real to him. Very Man, real. That's a, that's a thing that's pretty common in uh, near death experiences other people have had, like that have been negative right. experiences. Like, yeah, uh, is the grabbing and the, and like clawing at you and screaming at you and stuff. Yeah. So uh, the light said he's not staying, and. <laughs> He was relieved to hear that, but he said these things kind of put their heads down and and like disappointed and kind of just turned off and and just went back to what they were doing, you know. And so it took them, it took them up, and he said it was beautiful up there. He saw everybody, like you said, everybody that passed away, you know, all his family members and and people he hadn't seen in forever and and uh. You know, he kind of mingled with them. He said he saw my dad and, and you know, it was, you know, really positive, really happy in place. Everything was made of gold. And, and then uh, he's like, well, you know, am I, am I dead? You know, what's going on? You know, and he's just like, no, I need you to go back and I need you to get all your people together and tell them that this is real. And so that got my uncle back on track. You know, he knew he was sick, but he had a new purpose. He had a new mission. And that was to get as many people saved as he could. And so he called me up. Hey, nephew, I need you to get everybody together. And I'm like, all right, uncle, what's going on? He goes, I need to talk to everybody. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I knew I could hear and I could feel the change in his voice. Yeah, you knew something was up heavy, whatever. Yeah, it was like because he was he was back. 
That was the uncle that I grew up with. That was the uncle that I knew. He was back. And he's like, get everybody together, you know? And I'm like, all right. I shoot messages out. Hey, barbecue at my house this weekend. Come on. So everybody shows up. We're all eating and, and, you know, having a good time. And uncle's, you know, he always dressed really nice. He's got his nice slacks on, his shiny shoes. He's got his... uh, He's got his uh, suspenders on, got him a really nice shirt. Uncle's looking fly. And, uh, yeah, he's like, all right, get everybody in the living room. So we all got together, and and he told us that amazing story that I just told you. And he's just like, I got to just tell you guys that this is real. This is, you know, he goes, you do what you want with it. Whether you choose to believe me or choose not to believe me or choose to keep going on the same path as that you're going on or, or going on another path, that's up to you. I did my job. And, yeah, and then not too long after that, he went to heaven. So he got to see the rest of it. You know, he got to to be with our family members and and it was funny, you know, on his deathbed. I'm not funny, but, you know, we always joked around, me and him. You know, we had that relationship. Right, right. And he's laying there, you know, not really responsive. But I, I felt like he could hear me because they'd already done unplugged it, unplugged the machine or whatever that was keeping him alive. And I was like, all right, Unc, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to take care of the family, do what I got to do, you know. And then I was like, hey, can you do me a favor in case it doesn't work out for me? Can you leave the back door open <laughs> so, I can, so I can get in? And uh, and I remember how serious it was. Some people kind of gave me some dirty looks because I'm, you know, laughing and giggling with my uncle on his. But, you know, that's how I deal with it. That's me and my uncle's thing, you know. Right. That so, was about the relationship, though. I mean. Yeah, I used to that. pick yeah, I used to. He was kind of. He wasn't very tall, man. So I used to be able to. When I used to give him bear hugs, I used to pick him up off the ground, you know. And he loved it, you know. Everybody's like, "Hey, don't be so rough with him," you know. He's yeah, don't he, be, like don't ah, be squeeze on too hard, man. Yeah, don't squeeze on too hard. Might leave some, uh, you know, some Hershey's kisses. <laughs> but yeah, it's very similar to what you what you uh, experience, you know. Man, I think it was yeah. great that he got to share his message, though, you know, because he was given a message, you know, clearly, and that was very important to him to share that message. And, you know, that's another thing, too, is often you hear it's not really like the messenger's job to convince people, per se. It's just the messenger's job to deliver the message loud and clear. That's right. That's right. You do what you want with it. That's right. That's why I don't care if people believe me or not or whatever. I mean, but I got to tell it like it is. Man. I mean, right? You know, the, I, I hear you on that. You, you just gotta let it let it be known. Let them, you know, you choose what you're gonna do with this message. But this is, you know, this is what it is. Yeah, and and so many people have a similar message when they have a a near-death experience about, uh, you know, what's important in life and things like that. Uh, It'll really uh, reset your whole, like, 
it's the ultimate stun gun. It'll reset your clock, buddy. You got to regroup after something like that. Or, you know. Right. I mean, you 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 got to change your priorities. You know, everything you, changes. Yeah. Are you man. doing? Are you doing the right thing? Are you living right? Are you? You know, are are you like you said, hugging necks? You know, because you never know when you're gonna. You don't never know, dude. Be able to right. I mean. And I learned that too, man. You know, like you ain't got to be old to pass away. I mean, that's where a lot of people go wrong. No. Correct. Know? You know, people think, you know, that they're, they're immortal just because they're young. They're in their 20s or whatever, you know, or or they're taking care of themselves. I'm eating the right things. I'm going to live for a long time. Well, you're still on the road with a lot of, you know, people that aren't, you know, promised tomorrow. Nobody's promised tomorrow, you know, and you you got to love everybody every day like it's your last. You got to live your life every day like it's your last, you know. Don't leave things unfinished, you know. If you got, you know, if you love someone, you tell them you love them. Damn straight. You know, and it, the, the weird thing is my brother passed away, uh, I think it was 2007. And uh, before he, before it happened, we 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 were kind of two different personalities, so we always clashed. Right, and uh, you know he was a he was a police officer, you know, and you know Mister uh, Do Right, you know, and you know I was completely opposite of that, and so we didn't get along too me you know too much, you know we kind of just passed each other up, you know he and then he was twenty years older than me, so you know there was that. That age was a big, like, almost a generational difference there. Right, he didn't like the same music. All the music I yeah. liked, was he didn't trash. like uh, nucleus and break dancing and skateboarding and stuff like that. Right, he used to say stuff like, "Man, that sounds like somebody trying to start a car engine. That sounds uh, terrible." Yeah, you know, I, I got and, that uh, a lot too from family and friends. And yeah, so uh, there was one day that he called me out of the blue. And we talked for two hours. I was at I was at a I was at work and I had some jobs to do, but I just sat down on the on this bench that we had. It was like a car, it was from a van. We had it just leaned right. up against the, the van. I sat yeah. there. I sat there for two hours and talked to my brother. And uh I told him I loved him. And he said, Hey, I love you too, little bro. We need to get together and have some have some beers and I was like really you drink some beers he's like well with you I would because even my brother wasn't a big drinker or anything like right. that you know but he drank a beer with you so, right. yeah so him saying that that was kind of special you know and then two days later I got the call said hey uh your brother's gone I didn't believe it at first I did not believe but it took a while to sink in I guess the hardest thing I had one of the hardest things I have ever had to do in my life was to tell my mom, you know, and I got home, I got home and, uh, she's asleep. She used to like wake up, make me breakfast. And then I head out to work and she go back to sleep, man. I can't, I remember I came home and she was crashed out and I was just standing over her. And the only thing, only thing I could do is just say his name. That was it. And then I just fell to my hands and knees I just kept saying his name and she knew something was wrong. She didn't know exactly what she started. She goes, well, and my brother being a cop always was in the hospital for something, you know, he got in a fight. He got in this, right. or something, you know, he always an injury. And it was, 
and you'd go there and he'd be joking around. My brother was big joker, dude. He loved to clown around and he got his thrills freaking me out. I mean, he would he would say and do things that would just freak me out. And uh so you know, she's she's like, "Well, let me get dressed and and we'll go see him." And I finally was able to say something else. I was like, we can't go see him this time. And man, my, my mom was cold as, you know, she, she has so much faith. She is so strong in her religion that it didn't even phase her. She was all about comforting me, you know? And, uh, you know, she's like, well, he's with your dad now. And man, I was just, I, I, and it was so weird because that wasn't the, uh, was that, that's not what I was expecting her to do. Right. But I wanted her to, like you said a while ago, it's just like people handle it kind of differently, you know? Right. And, uh, she was, she was cool, man. She was just like, all right, well, yeah, I guess he's with your dad now. And I was like, what? You, that's what you're gonna say. You don't even you don't even care, you know. She's like, well, yeah, I care, you know. But you know, he's he's all right. He's he's doing he's all right now. And it was just so weird. I just couldn't understand why she was well, saying she was that. Peace with it all right off the bat because she probably knew the score. Like he was gonna be where where he was at, and he was gonna be okay and everything. You know, right? Because you know he did everything. You know, only him and God know, you know, right. how he was living. But, you know, uh, yeah, and she she took it cool. And then, you know, at we, you know, we had the funeral and everything. I'd say about maybe a year later, she finally broke down. You know, she was she she used to make uh, stuffed bell peppers. Oh, and uh, love those things, dude. Oh yeah, she she was making them, and she's like. And I love them too. So she's she's she put mine on on the plate, and I'm sitting there just tearing it up. And then she goes, "You know, your brother used to love these." And I was like, "Oh yeah, they're good." And then she got real quiet, and I was just sitting there eating. Man, right. I, I noticed that she wasn't talking anymore or moving anymore. So I, you know, turned around, and yeah, she's she lost it. She yeah, finally, man, she probably lost it sometimes in there where you didn't know about it either. And it's very possible, very possible. People deal was, with it different ways, man. We process that differently, man. Even like in my case, it was just so different the way my mama passed and when my daddy passed, and like the way it hit me and all, you know. And it's just like sometimes even with the same person, you you process it in a different way depending on the circumstances and things like that. Yeah, everybody takes it, handles it different. Like you said, you know, you mama, mama's really strong. She might be a little low, tiny. Uh, she's coming up on 90. Next year, she's going to be 90. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, man she's a firecracker, man. She, she, she still is. got, she still got it, man. She's. She don't like to sit still. I know this sitting at home is driving her nuts. Yeah, but, man. It's affecting a lot of people right now. Just like to get out and go. It's not uh, 
it's not conducive to that right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's used to remember when the church doors are open. Uh, she's there every time they open them doors. She was there, you know. She's and she or she go eat with her friends somewhere, and and you know, she was. You know what? And she listened to the show, man. She listened to what you were saying, and she got really quiet. And she's just like nodding her head, and, and she's like, "He saw Jesus." You Man, don't tell me your, your mama's listening to the show, and I've been cussing, but I'll never get. Oh no, no, mama's mama's good. She's tough. She she said I've been saying them words for back before y'all were even oh, before they were invented. I'm sorry, mama. I ain't mean to say. No, that. she's good. She, she's good, but yeah, she was like he saw Jesus. She saw Jesus. I couldn't turn my head, oh, but I mean, like I wanted to, but like I just couldn't, you know. Like yeah, my, mama says. Mama says we're not supposed to look at them. Yeah, you know, so I, I got a vibe like I just couldn't handle it or something. So for my own protection, it just wouldn't even let me look over that way or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But she says we're not. A man is not supposed to gaze upon him or something. Right. Like I ain't. I ain't, I, I ain't up on my Christian religion too good. But I don't think too many people's actually got to peer upon the Lord Himself and live talk about it or nothing. Not too many. One or two in there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that if he wants you to see him, he'll let you. But, you know, that that was a pretty powerful story. And like I said, man, I've been getting messages all day, phone calls. Man, I'm sorry. I kind of uh, got a little emotional. There. It's hard for me to even talk about still yet all this time later. It affected me so man, it's, man, there's no apology needed. You know, it was... I was, you know, I ain't gonna lie, you know, the listeners, I was getting quiet because it was just, you know, hitting a lot of, a lot of notes with me. I was just like, oh my God, I, this is a talk show and I'm probably not gonna be able to talk, you know? Yeah, it's man, it, it's okay, man. We, I mean, you know, and that's another thing. Like, I used to be kind of like, I don't know, kind of a hard dude. Not really like, no, like thug or nothing, but just kind of like, Hard on the outside a little bit, and stuff. yeah, like like you know, manly, you know, and yeah, kind of like. And afterwards, man, like I don't know, dude. I ain't ashamed to say I like flowers and puppies and stuff like that, or whatever. <laughs> so it's okay, man. You know, yeah. it ain't got nothing to do with you know anybody's sexual orientation, nothing like that. It's just okay to be <laughs> like in touch. With I hope not. everything, it's okay. Like butterflies or whatever, bro. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's okay for me to walk around the block with my little Chihuahua. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come exactly. fight me if you don't like it. <laughs> right, my dog will bite you, and I'll whoop you. Yeah, and don't don't even don't even be mean to my puppy. I had a guy stomp at her one time. I was like, bro. Oh. Don't you stomp at my dog, man. Not at my daughter. I know you didn't stomp your foot at my daughter. Yeah, man. That's going to be the last thing you remember. I stomped yeah. at this big guy's dog one time, and I woke up in the hospital. There you go. Yeah, man. Uh, I love them animals, and I love nature. You know, I've always kind of been like that, but, like, I ain't ashamed to, uh, you know, spend time, you know, playing with a puppy or whatever, just enjoying the moment or liking the way a flower smells or whatever it is, you know. 
Well, yeah. I mean, look at look at what you've been through. I mean, if that doesn't tell you to take time and smell the roses, exactly. You know, I mean, it, I mean, it had to have been a, a a big change of you know, a whole new you. You know, it is. It was or whatever. I mean, you don't get me wrong. I mean, I I like puppy dogs and flowers, but I still pull my own tooth and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Still a manly man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, a weird character, man. But uh, it, it changed me in a lot of little ways like that, you know, but in a lot of big ways. I mean, it's just the whole thing. There's just changes on every level, you know, wholesale changes, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it seems like, you know, this message, and I always see you writing positive things on on Facebook or whatever. Well, I you know, try to old... now since then, man. I try to like encourage people to have hope and faith and stuff like that. You know, yeah. you know, uh, you, you see people that have everything they could ever want and just not happy, you know? Yeah. Material things like that ain't even real got nothing to do with real happiness. You know, that's like that temporary. Oh, it feels good right around in my new vet, but. You know, when you lay in bed at night, where does your brain go? You ain't thinking about that Corvette. You know what I'm saying? So there's more important things. And I'll tell people that, too. Late at night, right before you go to sleep, what you think about? That's where your heart's at. That's right. where your heart's at, big dog. Whatever that is. That's 100% right there. I mean, what, what, what? What uh? What would you say to somebody who who's just giving up hope and and doesn't you know just doesn't care anymore? You know. Well, bro, I ain't ashamed to say I've been through a lot in my lifetime. I mean, not as much as a lot of folks, but I mean, there's times when I ain't had no place to stay and I've been hungry and stuff like that or whatever. Don't have my heart broke plenty or whatever. You know, life ain't always easy, but a lot of times life just sucks out loud. But it's like life can change, bro. Life can change in the blink of an eye. It can turn on a dime, big dog. So even when things look down and it don't look like there's no hope, there is always still hope. So no matter how bad things get, it can get better. Yeah. That is a hundred percent true, man. Because you know I've been down in the dumps before, and next thing you know, you find a hundred dollar bill in your shorts. <laughs> or, uh, or mama called me down for dinner, and it'd be some of my favorite stuff. You know, it's the little things. You know, my yes, right. I don't need to have big fancy dinner, mama. You made me some meat and potatoes, and I'm happy. Back on right. Uh, you know, I I call my mama every day after work. Every day, I even call her at lunchtime. You're a good son, and you know, just to to you know see what she's doing. You know, keep her in a good mood. You know, I, I don't want her to worry about nothing. She's almost ninety years old. She done paid her dues. She doesn't need to. Yeah, you know, she don't need to be worried about nothing, man. And she's the type of person that uh, she can't sit still. You know, she still has a job at eighty nine years old. Still has a job, and I'm like, Mama, I make enough for both of us. <laughs> and she's like, 
well, if I sit still, I'm going to die. There's some truth to that, man. You know, I mean, I've seen yeah. it. Like, people I work with and retire and then, like, you know, they'll fish, go fishing for a year or two, and then what happened? No, Joe had a heart attack or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it yeah. so many times, but it's like, man, it's something about having that reason to get up in the morning and go. It keeps you going and whatever, you know? Right, right, right. Something got to keep you motivated, you know? She's She's always been that way, and she's instilled that into me. I can't. I can't just sit around and do nothing, you know. I have to be in the garage. I have to be, you know, working on something. I got to keep my hands busy. Yeah, you, you all the time working on that truck or something, man. Yeah, like just now, you know, I, was, I had just got that message that I sent you. Shout out to Ann. Yeah, uh, and I sent it to you, and I wanted to make sure that you that you got it, man, and yeah, you know, that was awesome. And Ann, if you're listening, I know you probably will listen to this. Uh, we love y'all to death. Yeah, she's she's my fam. You know her and Kenny, and yes, sir, those are my people. Um, but yeah, man, everybody loved your story, and we just got to keep going. You know, give people, especially now with things just looking bad. You know. Yeah, but, you know, like, I think a lot of this, and I don't want to start no political conversation there again because that's politics are stupid in general. They but are, a lot of stuff going on, man, and I hate to say this, but a lot of it is almost like a setup. You know, like the media is just trying to play two sides of something and make a lot of noise over. Now, don't get me wrong. I ain't trying to make light of serious issues that are, you know, in the limelight right now by any means. But I do get this vibe like, you know, we all just kind of getting played a little bit. You know what I mean? It, it does feel like that. It does feel like that. And, you know, people get after me because I'm like, coronavirus is not even real. And then they're like, oh, don't say that. I got a cousin that, that got sick or, you know, and then, so I started believing. I was like, "Well, maybe there is something, you know, that's making people sick." And and uh, so I'm kind of changing my ideas. I just don't think it is as bad as they're saying it's bad, but I think there is something. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, anytime people are dying, it's serious. Okay, I, I would never you know, like try to make light of that. That's anytime. Right. But it's all a matter of perspective, and. Uh, Sometimes common sense. It's like I just tell everybody, just like with cryptids, man, do your own research. If you're watching yeah, like, the question. mainstream news, you just like getting garbage, bro. You know. Question everything. Yeah. Do your exactly. research. Do your own research. No matter no matter what field you're in, no matter if you're into politics, no matter if you're into cryptids, no matter if you're into Ghosts, no matter what you're into, always do your own. Don't just follow what people tell you to do. Think for yourself. Man, you, know? you got that right. You, I cannot tell you how many times during the course of the last four decades or so doing like cryptozoological research and, and talking to so-called alleged eyewitness interviews and, and uh, uh, eyewitnesses, 
So, like, people will tell you, like, oh, well, I always heard such and such, or whatever. Or just people, right. like, in a conversation, maybe, uh, people, you know, that might be in a conversation talking about cryptids. They would say, well, I always heard this or heard that, or whatever. I'm like, or they, well, they, who's they, they say, they say right? Yeah, who's, <laughs> that's what they say. Who the hell's they? I mean, you know, so do your own research for everything. Uh, I really enjoyed talking uh, last night about the uh, cryptids and all. We touched on Bigfoot and we touched on the giant eagle thing I saw a little bit. And uh, Fort Mott Devil, and of course, the lizard man and the dog man. Was there anything else uh, like uh, unexplained? We talked about UFOs and light anomalies. I think we've covered a pretty wide array. Of topics, I yeah. was trying to think. Oh, ghost! We didn't get into that too much. I know that, like, you've had a couple strange things happen. Did you know that uh, when I was growing up, my grandparents' home was excessively haunted? Wow! Oh, for sure, dude. Like, like the house that sat there burnt down, and the new house they built was haunted. The yard was haunted. Everything, the whole place is haunted or whatever. And I mean, like a bunch. And like the whole family was like, uh, except for one aunt. Now, Aunt Joyce didn't care for the spooks, but uh, everybody else is like, oh, yeah, it's just a ghost. Or, you know, it's no big deal or whatever. Just kind of like, because they, they didn't really hurt nobody or nothing, but like weird stuff be going on like every day, right? Every day almost. I mean, Every time I can remember being around there, there's just stuff left and right going on. And it was odd things like pictures shifting on the wall, the salt shaker knocking over, or uh, balls moving on their own, or just all, all kind of number of things. Stove cutting off and, and people seeing odd things and Twilight Zone type stuff happening. Uh, and it turns out, you know, where the land is has a lot, I think, maybe to do with that. Uh, Cause like I started like researching and putting two and two together, and I probably would have gotten into this whole thing a lot more if I hadn't seen a Bigfoot at such an early age, and got off on that tangent so hard because mm -hmm. I've seen activity, you know, with my own eyes, so I knew like something was going on. But like that land there, uh, I found probably I don't know five or ten buckets, five gallon buckets full of Indian pottery, you know, broken up pottery pieces. Like about a oh, wow. uh, hundred to three or four hundred yards from there on this ridge line above a creek uh, was uh, like apparently a Native American settlement at one time. You, you could plow the field out there and, and see arrowheads all the time and stuff like that, uh, which is not uncommon, you know, uh, in areas where you got water like that, a creek or something in a high area arise above that. So there was probably, you know, like Native American activity around here. Plus, uh, there was a battle, a skirmish, not anything of any size. There was some kind of uh, battle there in the Revolutionary War right there in that general area. I'm not sure if it was in directly in the yard, but right there amongst that area. And then, of course, there was a lot of racial issues back in the day, man, like, 
there was a time in this place in South Carolina where there was a lot of racial hatred and there was a big uh, issue with it being a hotbed of clan activity. And there were some things that went on there that was very negative and very bad. And man, I, so I don't know exactly, you know, why this particular place is specifically haunted. And I ain't been there in years because, you know, like after my grandparents passed and all, uh, my cousin ended up inheriting the place at one point. And then uh, they sold it, I think, I'm pretty sure, many years ago or whatever. So, uh, I haven't been around there, but it's probably still haunted and probably always will be. I don't know how that stuff works unless you get the witch doctor in there and do a lot of work. That place has got, you know, some stuff going on. So I always had a great interest in that type of thing. Wow. Yeah, man, that that could uh, spark a lot of interest, finding stuff like that and then experiencing well, it was crazy stuff, man. Like one day I was playing with the dog in the yard, and because uh, like the house was so haunted inside, I was coming out the yard because the fresh air. I mean, because like I was just tired of spooks inside. Or so I was, I was playing. Uh, <laughs> you didn't get along with them. Well, I don't know. They just weirded me out. Too much stuff. It was really active that day. Like you know, pictures moving and things falling and things like. So like. Uh, I uh, went out in the yard. It was a hot summer day, and I, I went out on the front porch. And this was the second house that they, after the house burnt, they built back another house. So, like, uh, I was playing with a dog, and I got tired. And I put the tennis ball I was playing with up in the fork of a big, giant oak tree up about, you know, head high or so. It was just a place where the tennis ball could sit there, just perfectly level pocket for this tennis ball to fit up in. So I stuck the ball there just to keep it in a place where, you know, I could find it later or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, the wind wasn't blowing nothing. And if it had been, it probably couldn't have blew the ball down. Well, the ball, as soon as I sat down and looked at the dog, the ball got knocked out of the tree by some unknown force or whatever and rolled across the front yard a little ways. And I said, oh, hell no. It's just as haunted out here as it is in the house. At least the AC's on inside. I'm going back in, I reckon. So... Whatever it you don't was. think the dog, you don't think the dog had anything to do with it as far as telepathy. Oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, the dog looked about as tripped out by it as I did. I just looked at him <laughs> and said, "Okay, I had enough of this, but I'm going back in." Well, you got it on your own, pal. You and the ghost can play <laughs> fetch now or whatever. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> but yeah, it was just stuff like that. And like, man, you know. Family, it was like one of the biggest trips about the whole thing is family was just like, it's no big deal, man. You know, everybody but my one aunt, uh, she did not care for the activity too much. I didn't really think it was that big of a deal too much, but sometimes when it was really active, it would bother me just because, like, you know, just give it a break, dude, you know, like at some point. Yeah, right. I mean, we know you're here, you know. You got to be knocking pictures off the wall and making stuff float around. And I mean, that's got to be weird, especially in the bathroom, you know? Yeah, man. One of the most famous people. incidents was uh, right after my other aunt uh, married my uncle. They uh, had moved in for a little while while I was building a house. Uh, they moved in with my grandparents over there. 
And they just lay down one evening and they heard them come in and park in the garage and come in the kitchen door, you know, from the garage there and everything. And my uncle got up and said, yeah, I'm going to talk to your daddy about, you know, how we're going to do work in the morning or whatever, how he's going to do that, get together about doing a job in the morning or something. So he got up and walked in there and they wasn't home. And they both done heard them come in, heard the car, the garage door, the door jingle, the keys, everything. You know, heard them talking, all nine yards. Well, they wasn't there. Wow. So they went on back to bed, and sure enough, about an hour later, they come in for real. And, you know, went through. So, like, I don't know, like, at that point, it's like Twilight Zone stuff where you're talking, like, you know, some – this is beyond just some kind of spirit thing maybe going on. You know, that's maybe almost like, like a time, time slip or something. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what I always thought about as soon as I heard, like, the family talking about Because, like, it came up in one of the conversations about the most outrageous things that had happened with the hauntings, you know. And that was one of the more yeah. outrageous ones because, like, they was both fully convinced they'd just come home, you know. But they wasn't there. They ain't got there. They ain't been there or whatever. Wow. That is a trip. I remember, I remember I had uh, a ghost experience that kind of freaked me out. I was up in Jefferson, Texas with some friends, and they were staying in this uh, haunted, uh, it was like a bed and breakfast. Right. And they're like, hey, come visit us, whatever, you know, I was staying at. You remember that, uh, they call it the Dead Hooker Hotel, the, the, like the crappiest hotel in Jefferson. That's oh. where I always stay. That's where we stayed at. Yeah, and uh, so I went, and and the place that that place that uh they were staying in is like really fancy. It's like all antiques and stuff, and like Civil War stuff, I guess. Yeah, and uh, they kept, you know, they're like, "Hey, come over. We're, you know, we're we're gonna have dinner and this and that. Why don't you come by?" So I I said, "All right." So I swung by, and I was like, "Wow, this place is really beautiful. You know, it's really nice." the way everything's set up and they're like oh it's haunted too and i was like uh yeah i can do without that and then uh they're like let me show you around and they're showing me all the paintings on the wall everything was authentic you know really it was real you know and and uh we got all the way up to the stairs and uh uh she's talking about something and then i hear somebody running up the stairs well i thought it was one of my other friends and I turned around to say something like, hey, don't be running up on me or something. And there was nobody there. And I heard the steps as clear as day. And, uh, you know, being as brave as I am and tough as I am, I said, nope. And I ran down the stairs and left. Yeah, that's a different kind of being brave right there, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Spooks is different, man. That's just weird. Yeah. And, and, you know, everybody's like, why are you scared? You know, they're not hostile. We talk to them. Nope. Nope, I don't want to know nothing about it. I don't want nothing to do with it. Nope. No, I don't need that. No, I mean, you know, at least with cryptids, like, you know, it's like, you know, if it bleeds, you can kill it or something. At least you got a chance. Like, if it's got one foot in this dimension, right. at least you got a chance. That's, yeah. that's my exact uh, reaction. If I can't punch it, stab it, or shoot it. Right, they don't need to be tangling with nothing like that, man. Yeah, leave me alone. Because if I it can, if, if it's off of you, you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, it'll be like a one-sided fight. You know, I'm sitting there getting punched in the face, and I can't do anything about it. 
no fair. Man, I have to say that, like, in the, at least in the case of my uh, grandparents' home or whatever, I don't ever remember anybody, like, saying it was, like, you know, any harm to anybody or anything like that. It was just weird stuff and, like, stuff falling and knocking over and mostly and things like that. Well, yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, still, it would bother me, but. Yeah, it you know, adds up. Gotta... I mean, when you don't seen three or four things and it's only lunchtime or whatever, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, man. You can't have, have friends over. I there sometimes. Like, I was about to get into that, man. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, the old house was built. It was so old, dude. That house had done turned to lighter wood or whatever. When it burned, it burned in record time. I can assure you of that. But that house is so old. The first house sitting there, it's like the the kitchen was built away from the rest of the house and was connected by a porch. Like they did it like 200 years ago or whatever. And there wasn't no air conditioner or no plumbing or nothing like that. The house was built with like a big breezeway down the middle of it. And you could open up double doors on either end of it and let the breeze blow through there, through the house. Don't they call that shotgun shotgun door or something I don't like that? Know. Maybe. I'm not sure. You kind of look through the front door and look straight out the back door. Right, right. Yeah, it was like double doors. And then, like, at the front of the house, it was a parlor, as they say, was the first room. You know, but like, yeah, it was like weird, like layout because it was like super old, man, super old house. And it was so haunted. Man, one time they, uh, this is a cool little story, real quick. Uh, before my mama and daddy got married, this is my daddy's parents' home. Now, uh, my mama's daddy was a carpenter and he come over there with a famous uh, gentleman now who's quite wealthy and well-known in South Carolina who's uh, in the real estate real heavy. He used to work for my granddaddy. Him and my daddy worked for my granddaddy. Uh, Long story. But they come over there and they hired some local folks, you know, to come from the town that was nearest by to come out there and help for general labor and stuff like that. And they ain't sure exactly what they seen, but they run off and would not even come back to the property. They didn't want hmm. to pay for that day or nothing. They was just done. They was just done because they weren't coming back. So that was a pretty one of the more, uh, you know, pertinent tales or whatever, the more prominent tales, I should say, that I remember. So, like, whatever was going on in that place, man, it was – uh. It was there a long time, and it was more than one house. So I don't think it's more like to do with the land per se than the, the structures there or anything like that. Maybe it was a haunted neighborhood. Man, I don't know. There wasn't too much nowhere around there. Too much. Uh, there's that little bitty creek, and uh, that was about it, bro. There ain't. It's out in the middle of the boonies. So, you know, super rural area. Wow, man, an hour is almost flew by. Yeah, it's uh, 55 minutes. It always goes by so quick, man, because, like, I get long-winded talking to you because, you know, me and you, like, the same kind of yeah, stuff. You know I know that everybody would like to hear you on more often, so I think this would kind of be, like, a regular thing, you know? Maybe we'd do a part three, part four, five. Part five, you know, 
Yeah, man, I'll be but, happy to come back on anytime, man. You know, uh, there's all kind of different stuff to talk about. That's for sure. We have similar interests. Well, I guess since we're about to shut it down, uh, I just wanted uh, to see if you wanted to leave uh, a few words for, you know, for for everybody, you know, that, you know, from what you experience, how you're everything, dude, you know, not just about, uh, you know, just what people can do better or or what people need to hear right now. Yeah, man, I tell you what. I'm not a very philosophical person or very intelligent on a lot of levels and things like that. But I'll say this. The key to life in a lot of ways is knowing what to care about and knowing what not to care about. And I'll leave you with that. Man, that's that's good. That's real good. That's 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 a bomb right there, and I, I hope it helps somebody out. You know, um, you know, if if anybody out there is going through some hard times or hard struggles, you know, and, and you need to talk to somebody, you're always more than welcome to try to reach out to me. Uh, you could probably uh, reach me if you're not one of my personal friends or whatever on Facebook. Then you can uh, contact me on. Uh, my email address is going to be the big dog underscore show a random underscore show at yahoo.com. And, uh, I mean, Mike, if you got an uh, email address or, or some sort of way for people to contact you, if, if people want to get a hold of you or, or maybe man, just contact me. Yeah. The best thing is just hit me up on Facebook, man. You'll find me. You can't miss me. That's- Mike Richburg, y'all. Um, I'll be out there. I'm out there. Yeah, everybody, everybody seen Mike out there on Facebook. I ain't hard to find. Yeah. He's always uh, doing good, great things. Um, and and I'm sure this is not going to be the last time that you guys hear that voice. You know, uh, he's got plenty to talk about all the time and you know there's been lots of times where we just chop it up i mean we hadn't even got to that was just a little tiny bit i mean we got a history where he's sent out recorders out in the swamps and then we you know i i was doing a lot of analyzing and you know we're talking about weird ghost stuff you know we he set out recorders and we heard whispers and it gets crazy. I, I got to see if I still have some of that stuff. I know. I'm pretty sure I do. Uh, yeah, some of it will make the hair on the back of your head stand up. Yeah, you might have a better chance of finding your copy than mine, man. I don't move so many times and stuff now. I, I don't even know. Like, It's probably on – most of that stuff's on an external hard drive somewhere that I got. Yeah. I, I got all my hard drives sitting out right here in front of me. I, think I got like there four you go. of them in there. It's like a couple terabytes in each one, so there's gonna be a hard <laughs> find a needle in a haystack. Needle in a haystack. Deal. Well, there's the boat ramp roar that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I I think I have that on one of my phones, and man, it, I would put my music on random, and every now and then that would pop up, and yeah. man, I would just stop what I'm doing and listen to that, and it sounded like a lion roar. 
It does, man. And, That's the first thing I thought when I heard it in real time. And you remember I uh, I started questioning you about that. Hey, has anybody got one of them fancy little exotic pets? Yeah, somebody done turned the line loose down here because it's getting deep. Yeah, is there any zoos? Because you know a lion's roar can travel for miles. Yeah, miles, it can miles. go. And this did travel a long way. It sounded like it was like a mile away or something, dude. It was just a big noise. You know? Yeah, yeah. We got. I got that on one of my cell phone sites. And, you I know, after I listen to gorillas, though, man, it sounds like just like a gorilla roar, you know what I'm saying? After I started studying gorillas, when I first heard it, I said, oh, dang, that sounds like a lion. But it sounded a lot like a gorilla, too. Yeah. It sounds like King Kong. Sounds like King Kong. Yeah, that's that's a good analogy. Yeah. So. Well, uh, looks like we're at an hour. And uh, I just want to thank, really, really, really say thank you to everybody that that's commented or, 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 you know, or just listening to my show and everybody that's reached out to me, you know, asking about Mike or, you know, we'll get, we'll do some more of this. Uh, you know, I basically want to get, uh, lots of friends cause I go, I know a lot of people got something to say and I, if I can give them a platform to, to just let it out, you know, that's what I'll do. Um, I reached out to a couple people and, uh, hopefully get them on. So uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody, and thank you, Mike, for coming on, man. You, as for well, like welcome, the first man. show I ever, <laughs> first show I ever shared, man. You blew it away. You blew it out of the water, man. That's strong, man. I appreciate you saying that, man. I, I thank Dude, you I was... for having me on, Big Dog. It was, it's been great, man. And I'll be happy to come back anytime. Awesome, dude. I know you're always there, and I'm always here for you whenever you need something. Um, yeah, and if you could just throw, uh, share my show, throw it out into the, out into the universe. Everybody, share this. You know, get it, get it moving. Let's see if we can do something with this. But uh, I just want to say thanks, to everybody, and peace out. Take it easy, Mike. Later, big dog. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>